Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. That's right, we're back. Welcome, everybody, to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 163 for Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's up, Steve? Yes, we're back after about a month away, and we're really happy to be back. We'll tell you all about that why in the upcoming hour. But if you're in here live, coming in, uh, watching us live, come on in and say hello. And tell us where you're from, and we will acknowledge your presence and your name and your location, because that's what we do. Um, we are happily being sponsored for this episode by Banzoogle. Banzoogle makes it easy for musicians to build a stunning website and store in minutes with beautiful themes and friendly support. Trust the site builder made for musicians by musicians. You get support every step of the way. Join 50,000 professional musicians using Banzoogle as their website platform. Get a free domain name, mobile-friendly templates, commission-free store, music, sell music and merch, and much more. Go uh, follow the link in the description. Click that link and start your free 30-day free trial with the uh, keyword Cover Band Central. The bonus word, keyword, Cover Band Central. Code, something. Put it in there. <laughs> Say you came from Cover Band Central. And uh, you'll get a 30-day free trial. Check that out. Or just go to bandzoogle.com. And use the promo code Coverband Central. How about Hello, it? Huh? Steve from Coverband Central sent you. Hey, yes, something like that. So here we are. Cheers. Um, Banzoogle. Susie Q is uh, Susanna is in West Virginia. Welcome, Susanna. Oh, Susanna, Howdy. don't you cry for me. I come from Alabama with a banjo on my knee when she comes. Yes. Um, so yeah, we we had uh, we had some significant time off there, and uh, uh, we're really happy to be back. Much to talk about today. We do have a fantastic topic. If you see it in the description, you know what I'm talking about. Tony doesn't know yet. I have no idea. And Excited she, to find out, though, Steve. Very thrilled. Susanna didn't like us singing, so no. or me singing. Probably my singing. Eddie's in Indiana. Most likely. What's up, Eddie? 
Tabitha in Colorado. What's up, Tabitha? Renee Winters. And Teresa said, just she just said hello. She doesn't want us to know where she is. She just said, okay, okay wherever that's okay. Wherever she is, that's where she's at. Because then we start singing songs about where they're at, and then people turn to now. <laughs> they don't like that very much, Steve. Well, they don't uh, like when you do it, particularly. They don't know. Yeah, Maybe next you time. Should re- you should refrain from that. Next time you sing the song, all right? That's sing fun. to Rosemary in Connecticut. She says hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's. she said it's not the singing, it's the song. So she... Maybe she did like my singing. I don't know. That would be nice. Um, oh, this is Stacy. This is a long comment, but she's the administrator from the Musicians and Friends group, and she shared this. Nice to meet us, she said. Nice to meet you, too, Stacy. Nice Spirits. to meet you. Yeah. She'll be on and off. Uh, got an explosive blast. New people coming through. That's okay. This is uh, available for replay right after the broadcast, and it is available on the Caravan Central page where we're broadcasting live. In the Cover Band Central group, where we're also broadcasting live, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel, where we're broadcasting live, all those will be available for replay on all those channels. But make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. That's where all the previous uh, Wisdom Hours are and other cool videos and stuff, too. A lot of wisdom there, Steve. A lot, a lot of wisdom. Man. Teresa's in Newcastle, Indiana. She admitted now where she's from. And we got across the sea, Stephanie. And Waterford, Ireland. Beautiful. Lot only women so far, except for it's one. It's good. It's a good. So we we must be drawn the ladies in. Yeah, it's a good right? demographic to have, Steve. Yeah. Um, we Not surprisingly, do... by by no means. Yes. If you're new here, we talk about uh, musicians and music and the cover band world, and really kind of anything to do with playing music. And we try to come from an angle of humor, but also try to give some good advice and really pull out the juice, squeeze the juice of why this is just an amazing thing to do, a life-fulfilling, wonderful experience to be a musician, play music. And uh, we try to offer a little bit of wisdom, hence the name. Constantly, Steve, reminding people to be positive. Yes. And Tony's very good at that. That's why. Yes, Tony is very good at that. He's better than me. That's why Tony is. He's the real star of the show. That's why I'm here. No, I'm it's just here. Me. I'm the sidekick. <laughs> sidekick. Where is the names thing? Oh, there it is. All right. Streamer keeps moving it around. Oh, that's yeah. Tony B, the fabulous go. dude. Yes, that's me. Yes, that's us. Um, and Teresa said we're hot. So, hey, we'll take it. The heat is on in here. That's for sure. Louis, there's Lewis in Montreal. We got Lewis. We got Chili Christine. up there. We got Christy in Oregon. And we got Melissa in Canada, Nova Scotia. A day with singing in it is a good day. We we cannot agree more, Melissa. We love music, don't we, Tony? We do, Steve, with a passion. Very passionate about our love of music. Kevin's in St. Louis, and they just keep rolling in. New Zealand, all over the world. Yeah, it's... That's Yvonne. Very happy to have you all with us. Um, and we, we definitely want to hear your thoughts on the topic once we get to it. But first, uh, what Tony and I generally do is recap our musical lives uh, over since the time we last broadcast. So we're going to do that. And then uh, if you have any comments or questions about that, then feel free to ask them or say them. Um, but I was on vacation, Tony. I went on. I wouldn't actually went away. Steve, where did you go? <laughs> How much fun was it? 
Well, did you Zoe, meet new people? I uh, yeah. Um, so I went to New Jersey uh, last weekend on Friday, and just in time for a big snowstorm up there in North Jersey. And oh yeah. Spent a, uh, spent a couple nights there. Got together with some friends, had some drinks and and dinner, and uh, really great. I love the snow. I miss it. I live in New Orleans now, and I used to live in New Jersey, and uh, I don't get snow here in Louisiana. Um, so it was really cool to be there when it was snowing and and uh, not having to deal with the difficulties of shoveling it, shoveling or driving or any of that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then on Sunday, a buddy of mine whose name is also Steve, we drove to uh, Hutchinson Island, Florida, which took about 18 hours. And we broke it up. We stayed overnight in Savannah, Georgia, which was an amazing hotel. I get nothing for this, but Holiday Inn Express and Suites, beautiful, gorgeous, best hotel I've ever stayed at. And I stayed at a lot of hotels. Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. The rooms were beautiful. Uh, everything about it, the breakfast, a full-on breakfast with um, uh, uh, with all the breakfast things that you would want. Bacon, <laughs> eggs, pancakes. With every breakfast everything. Waffle maker. Well, sometimes in hotels, you get the continental breakfast and you get like, uh, maybe you'll get eggs and you'll get like uh, potatoes. What do they call them? Hash browns. Uh, and maybe like a... Yeah, maybe like a muffin. You could get that. But this had everything. Cereal. Cereal. This had this had the muffin, the cereal, the eggs, the bacon, the sausage, pancakes, waffles. You name it. It was fantastic. For anybody who travels playing in cover bands, and you know you got to stay in hotels sometimes, that is a real treat when you get up and have a, a wonderful breakfast. So, And that's the place to stay. That, so that's where we stayed. Holiday Inn Express and Suites in, in Savannah, Georgia. I don't know about the other ones, but that one was great. And then went to Florida and spent a week there right on the beach, condo. Uh, my buddy uh, rented a condo for a month, but I just went there for a week. And we were out on the beach every day, throwing a ball around, going in the pool, hot tub, going out for drinks, dinners. Nice. Fantastic time. Yeah, it was, it was great. I really needed that. After all I've been through the last couple of years, broken arm, two surgeries, COVID, it was really nice to have a, a nice getaway and, and have everything go great. The weather was perfect. So Good he's there for everything. another three weeks, right? He's there until the end of February. Yes. So what we should do is you should take this week and next week off since you were just there. And then we should go down the last week just to surprise him and be like, hey, we're back for your last week. Okay. He's going to have other company, but yeah, sure. Let's do that. Um. Okay, so we got a lot more people coming in. Lewis is in. Oh, we got Lewis already in Montreal, uh, and Freddie's in Fort Lauderdale. So that's yep. near where I was. Jerome's in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Very cold up there. Larry's in Macon, Georgia. Lisa in Edmonton, Canada. Uh, Spokane, Gary Price. That's Washington State. Yep. And uh, and Donna here. You got another gal. Seems like it's been a while. Yes, we, we remember you, Donna. Thanks for coming back. Everything positive over in British Columbia. Coming in uh, from Freddy all over the place, Steve. Yeah. Freddie asked what was my pseudonym at the hotel, and I didn't have one because I didn't do the booking. So ah. I, I didn't have to have one. I'm losing your audio. 
what 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 would it have been though steve what would it have been had you had the opportunity to do uh evil knievel nice it's the first thing that came to my head uh we still rock mr knievel that's good jeff said we still rock so i haven't done really any playing in the last I, i did play a bunch of gigs i'm doing i have my weekday uh thing on bourbon street new orleans at club called crazy corner the band's called late night riot and we play there uh, Monday through Thursday now. So most of January I was playing um, either those four nights or at least two of the nights. And it was, uh, it's been great. It's been very, 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 very slow. Like there's nights where we were playing to more than half of the night we were playing to absolutely nobody. To wow. just, the, just the staff. Yeah. Um and I'm not sure if it's if it's COVID related or because it was co- kind of cold here, or that there's just nothing going on in town. But dude, yeah, I mean, th- this topic today is really going to resonate with this idea too, and you'll see what I mean when we get to it. But um, it, it can be a little disheartening, you know, to play with to nobody. Um, but we've been doing this for so long, and we also know that it can change on a dime. You know, all of a sudden, like a bachelorette party can walk around the corner and all walk in, and then that's it. You know, the yeah, whole yeah. dynamic changes. But, uh, but um, you know, uh, I, I haven't played it for the last couple of weeks because I was away, but I'm back to it tomorrow and then playing most of the rest of the next month. Rest of the month is what I meant to say. February, um, four nights a week. So, Net, nest of the next month. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yes, COVID is not uh, good, and I am feeling much like back to normal. I have been for a while, but I did have a bad bout of COVID over the summer. Uh, but how about you? What what have you been doing music? No, I had the opposite. I had great experience. Last two gigs was were, were packed. Uh, we played the Big Tin Barn Brewery. There's probably 200 people there on a Sunday afternoon indoors, mm-hmm. big venue. And then I played uh, this past weekend on Sunday. At a local venue, and it was uh, a couple of birthday parties, so there was a bunch of people there, a lot more than I had anticipated. You know, very, very busy. Uh, so it was great, you know. And last gig, which we a topic for another time, will uh, what what I did is punched in tempos for every song, and then played to a click for the entire show. Wow, that's impressive. And discovered which songs are you know. You definitely play too fast, right? That have a different feel to them when you play them at the right tempo. And there are other songs that just need more. The the original tempo is just too slow, you know? So, But very, very very interesting. And that'll be a topic, like I said, for discussion another night because very um, enlightening to play songs at the, you know, at the the right right speed, at the exact right tempo. Right. You know, uh, well, let, let me ask you this. How did you obtain the templates? Did you listen to it and click along or yes. did you do yeah, that's no, I, how you did I, it? I listened I, to several different versions and I clicked along and then I took the happy medium of the studio to the live to somewhere in between there or some just the studio version. And then I matched the tempo to it and I had to sync up for at least eight bars because if they're not playing to a click, you know, it does start to drift. But once you get that range, then, you know, it's either, you know. 141, 142, 140, you know, it could be anywhere in that little tempo range, we'll say, for a right. given song. That's cool. And That's a I lot of work. In and, 
Yeah, yeah that's a lot of work. About, you know, yeah. I've done that before. It took about an hour. To, it took an hour to do uh, three sets worth of songs. Yeah, you got to be. I mean, it, once you sit and you decide you're doing it, then it kind of you kind of get in a rhythm of doing mm-hmm. it. But I've done it before with making the list of the top songs and stuff and trying to figure out the tempo for everything. And it's a lot of work. It's you know you have to, like you said, take a couple of different versions and find the best, really that that really feels right. Um, and then you also have to be skilled enough to play along to a click, which I know you are. But some drummers yeah. aren't. It was a so, lot of fun though, for sure. That's cool. And and how do you feel like it, overall? Did it improve the whole thing overall? Uh, how, what was the response from uh, the band members? The band liked it, mm-hmm. other than the fact that I have to store every song because I'm the only one that can hear the click. Sure. So even, so even if I don't start the song, I got to start the groove to the song, even if I wouldn't normally start it, right? Right. Or count those guys in and they're right on it. But overall, it was, like I said, refreshing to have fast songs that you normally would play fast, like Peace, Love, and Understanding. Or, That's a great song. Yeah, that, or um, we we do like uh, Huey Lewis, uh, Working for a Living. So songs like that have a certain tempo to them, but they can very easily get played too quick, too a little too quickly. Right. And then the and then the opposite effect of Pretenders, Middle of the Road, is at 167 BPM, which is probably 10 BPM faster than we were playing it. Like right, it, it's it's hustling, man. It moves, you know. Yeah, and and then when you play it live like that, it feels like it's too fast. Right, Other that's songs, interesting. Yeah, you know, because Christy said, uh, she, "I find most live versions are often played a bit faster," and I I would say that too. But yeah. I found that, like what you just found with "Middle of the Road," there's uh, it was just recently I heard uh, "Working for the Weekend," "Lover Boy," because we play that on occasion. And then uh, the DJ was playing it a couple of weeks ago. DJ was playing it, and I'm listening. I'm like, "Damn, that's way faster than we yeah. normally play it." Oh yeah. And you know, everybody in the band agreed. We heard it. So the next time we played it, we played it faster. Uh, but that's cool, yeah. man. Uh, Michael thinks it's great music advice, and I agree. Um, to uh, uh, you know, learn learn the the actual tempos of the songs, and if your drummer is adept enough, enough. It, it was a lot of fun, long. even playing Zeppelin, like we did "Good Times, Bad Times." Yeah, and, and you know it's at ninety four, which seems real slow. But when you play it, that's where the pocket is, you know. And everybody plays it too fast, so stuff right. like that was really interesting to 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 a you know feel the groove, and then b also identify like you said what songs you you were playing too slow to begin with. But the reason right. I did it was because I videotaped a bunch of shows, which we always talk about, right? Videotape yourself no matter what level you're at because you will always want to review it and you can always get better and you can always examine it and understand it and see what you're doing that you could do differently or better. Right. And that's when I noticed like some of the songs were a little too fast because when you have the adrenaline at the gig and you're playing and you're used to playing them at that tempo, like you said, that's where you just play them. But then when you really settle it back and play, you know, jump at one thirty when you were playing it at one thirty six. That 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 five six BPM makes a huge difference in the feel of the song. It does. Facebook user said tempo is so important. I've seen people leave the dance floor when the song is played too fast. Yeah, and that yeah, you just you really dictate the mood of the the room by the way the the speed of the song. I mean, yeah. that's there's so many other elements, but that one factor, the tempo is is tremendous. It's huge. 
Um, Facebook user, by the way, if you're in the group, which you are, you need to click the link that lets StreamYard show your name so we know who you are. That's kind of in the Facebook group only. Um, but very cool. I, I like that the ambitiousness of that. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we used to do it all the time. So, you yeah. know, now I, I wanted to, uh, to, you know, to bring it to the forefront with what we're doing with the new band. This way we can just gauge, you know, the tempo. And right. like I said, it's a huge, it's, it's very enlightening. Like I said, when you play songs at the right tempo, because when you're there, you're saying there's no way this can be the right tempo. It's way too slow. But no, it's the same tempo we did at rehearsal, which is, you know, four BPM faster than the record, we'll say, you know, yeah. somewhere in between the live version. So it's just, yeah. and then, you know, and then when you listen back to things, like you said, it loses a groove if you play it too fast. But in the moment, you may not realize you're playing it too fast. Right. I was on, during my vacation, I, we went out uh, one of the nights to this like street fair thing that was going on in, in a town that was kind of nearby. And uh, there was a couple different bands playing, both playing covers. And one was uh, older guys, and they were playing kind of oldish songs like Ain't Too Proud to Beg and, you know, that danceable kind of, you know, 60s-ish. And then the other band was younger, and I only heard one song because uh, I just heard them as we were walking by. And, and they were playing, and this is the first thing I noticed. It's interesting we're talking about this topic, is it, they, they were playing uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty, and they were playing it so fast. And I was like, that's the first thing I noticed. Like, that yes, fast. Especially that song. Yeah, and it just didn't sound right to me. It didn't feel like there was a pocket or anything. So, yeah, so yeah tempo's huge. Um, but maybe even huger is today's topic. Um, <laughs> so this question was asked today, Tony, in, okay. in, the, in the Cover Band Central group, and there's been a lot of over 400 comments. So we're going to scroll through and look at the comments that were put in there by you in the Facebook central uh, Facebook cover band central group. But first Tony and I are going to, and I haven't read them yet. So it's all, it'll all be new to both of us. And, uh, well, Tony except and you, I, if you know what the question is, I don't yes. know. Well, Tony and I are going to give our, yeah, but I haven't really thought about how I'm going to articulate this. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you first and then I'll, of course we'll, we'll both chime in, but here's the question. How do you guys get past slash through playing the cover tunes that you really don't want to be playing? Serious question. Any mental mental tricks to keep you from just thinking the whole time? What the f am I doing playing this? Your thoughts. Great question, Steve. I like it. Yes. Wow. All right. So we got what about forty minutes left? That should be plenty of time when I can talk. Tim about said. It. <laughs> Tim said he hates <laughs> it when Terry will rush that song. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yes. so. So twofold, right? I will say this that. When you're playing in a in a the band and it's the same songs for the most part over and over and over and over again, yes. There's a couple of things that that tricks that I used to do. One, you're playing it. Let's say I've played with a song like Mary Jane's Last Dance. Played it. Let's just say, really realistically, a hundred times conservatively, right? That's conservative, I would say, but yes, go ahead. So I would go back and, you know, I've maybe I'm not playing it exactly correct, first of all, because I've played it a hundred times. I'm playing it the way I always play it, right? Unless you're really going back and grooming yourself and listening to songs, which I'll get to in a minute, you know, 
nine times out of 10, you're playing a song the same way all the time that you play it. If you really sat down and listened to that song, there's probably things in it that you're not playing that you're missing or that yes. you haven't noticed before. So that's one way to get reengaged with the song. Instead of looking at it like, oh man, American Girl again, you know, listen to it with a really good set of headphones on and listen to what the dynamics of what's going on there within the song is. And in the beginning when he's breathing and he's clapping, right? What's the cadence to that? And then what exactly is the groove that the guy's playing? And what are the vocal parts that are going on? You think you might know what they are and maybe you do. And if you do, you try to play it as if, you know, the audience was hearing it for the first time, or they're hearing it for the first time that night, right? And that's our job as entertainers is to get people up to dance and to play the songs. So it can be a struggle sometimes, especially if you really don't like a, a particular song, and sometimes you're forced to play it, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to look within the song for the part of what it is that you don't like about it, but find something about it that's interesting to you that would make you think differently about the song when you go to play it, right? Like you said, some nuance of the song. Is there a dynamic? Is there something that you're missing in the groove that you didn't th- pick up before because you think it's a certain way? You know, th- there's accents in there that you're, if you're really listening, go back, you might hear differently. So that would be my first suggestion. Second one to end the thought would be now playing with the new band, there's no songs that I don't want to play and if there are songs that someone in the band doesn't want to play, we just don't play them. And we pick songs that are hard and challenging and not what normal you would normally hear a cover band play. Right. And that's exciting to have that. But for years, you know, 20 years playing in bands, the same songs all the time, just always trying to approach it in a, in a fresh, new way and right. listen to what the original part, whatever – instrument you do play you know try to think about what that you know sometimes you can research the song too you can look it up on wikipedia and get some kind of insight into it or you know google it and say like what was some of the you know when was this recorded what studio was it in what was the inspiration behind this song and you might find something out that you didn't know about a new a new passion for it yes a new love for it yeah that all of a sudden makes you like re-engage with it in a different light you know sure. then there's just always songs that you love to play and again i would suggest to go back and listen to the the versions of it and what's cool too is you know with youtube now you can listen to the studio version and you can go listen to a bunch of live different versions of the same band doing it you know in different settings and you might get some different ideas from it because again it's a different night you know for uh, with a different uh, vibe. So you might hear them play the same song differently that you've heard a ton of t- times, you know? Right. Now, I think when this guy's asking this question, and I, I can relate to this a lot more than most people because of the the frequency that I play in the last 11, 12 years, I've played four nights a week, five nights a week, six nights a week, sometimes seven, uh, where we're basically playing the same songs. And you know, there's there's dozens and dozens of songs I can mention that I've played definitely a thousand times, probably more. Um, so one way I think about it, but I, I think he was like, yeah, just kind of annoyed. Like, and, and this is maybe a band that plays once a week or twice a week. So, you know, it's I could see that. And some bands purposely do what you do with your current band, which is pick songs that you all want to play. And they're still great songs. They're just not the common songs that most people play. Right. So, so your band is doing what's, what most bands really want to do. 
find that sort of happy medium of, of songs that are recognizable to most people, but are still kind of a little bit off the beaten path. Um, but I, in my case, on Bourbon Street, Tourist Trap, we're playing songs that are definitely on the beaten path. They they have solidified their stance in in that in that location. Um, and one of the things that I think about, and this is a little different way to think about it, but I'm playing bass. I'm playing notes on a bass. And no matter what song I'm playing, I'm playing my bass. I'm playing notes on a bass. Why should it really matter what song it is? And it's kind of all encompassing. If if you're really in the music and you're listening to the lyrics and you're singing maybe, and you're just kind of feeling the whole uh, vibe of the song. And I could see where, okay, I don't like the vibe of that song, but you're still playing your instrument. You're still playing notes on it. So I kind of try to think of it like that. If I'm, you know, if I'm playing a song like, uh, uh, I don't know, Don't Stop Believing. I've played that song at least 2,000 times. And I still think about, you know, the, the, the bass part and trying to play it right and really uh, trying to really be in that pocket that originally is in the music. And, and I feel like that's something I'll always try to do. And it's always going to be a little different. You know, it's all about a feel. So I, I don't know. I, I never really... I don't get sick of songs, you know, I might not listen to them. Like if, if don't stop leaving comes on the radio, I'm probably turning it off. <laughs> or you know. see where I would still listen to it because I just, I, I, I dig it. I like that song. You know, I like you don't play out. it freaking seven the, nights a week. No, but I used to play it. You know, I've, I've played it a thousand times, you know, but it has such a great, for me, it has such a great drum groove to it. Steve Smith has just a genius. Oh yeah. All right. Know. So that's, that so might be me, a bad example. It's a really fun. For me, it's a fun song to play, you know, as yeah. opposed to, you know, uh, you know, I could give you a ton of examples, but what you said was a really good point was something when we played with the click that was struck me was the groove. When you play it at the right tempo, it has the right feel to it. And it's just, it's right, you know, and there's no questioning anything about it. All you have to do is make sure you can play in time with the click with feel, you know, which comes from experience of doing it. But once, you know, the rest rest of the band can't hear the click. So they're just playing along to me. So if I'm in time with the click and I'm locked in and I'm grooving, the whole band's going to be that much more solid. So right. that was a big proponent of that. Right. Elias said, can't stand playing miss you uh, <laughs> by rolling stones, which yeah. I've, I've played maybe once or twice. And uh, on bass, that's a great song. Um, yeah. Well, again, Freddie right. Depends. Freddie said, be a pro suck it up and play and look like you're loving it. Damn it. Yeah. Um, Christy liked your point about recalibrating to the original song. It's an, it's amazing how a band could stray away from that because of the high repetition. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Songs, and that happens with me a lot too in Bourbon Street, where we have the Bourbon Street version. You know, songs sort of evolve into, uh, which is straying away from the original version. We make it our own, essentially. Um, and that's a, a thing. Uh, uh, Susie said, as musicians, we play for the audience. If the audience is into it, I'm into yeah. it, even if I don't personally like the song. That's the way to go. Yeah. Um, and this is something, Tim, I love this comment. This is something that I've done too before visualization on stage and i don't do it so much anymore i do it sometimes but this type of visualization is great he says he likes to visualize he's either backing the original artist or that he is the original artist playing a huge concert when he's performing a song i dislike that makes it more interesting and that's great practice tim that's perfect i mean that's that's great advice to anybody is 
and that really kind of makes you try to step up your game too. Like, what if you're, you know, what if you're not playing a Guns N' Roses song, but you're in Guns N' Roses, you're Slash, you're playing that solo, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I love that. So I'm really excited to get to the comments in the group and see what they all had to say, because I'm sure we can riff on this too. And yes, big, big drum roll. Yeah. Uh, we will get the Chrome tab. We will get this. And Facebook user, come on down. Right. So anybody else could chime in too, but here it is. Uh, the original post by Rob Midget. I'm going to say. Is that Midget, you think? Yeah. Okay. He says yes. All right. So first comment. Let's see, because I'm getting paid to play it. Um, yeah, that's one way to look at it. Just say, you know, shut up. You're getting paid and uh, get, you know, play it even if you don't like it. Uh, so we're not going to look at the follow-ups. Um, and Rob. But, you, but uh, you're getting paid to play it to the best of your ability, right? So that's the, sure. that's the key right there. You know, it may seem boring, but if you look bored on stage, then you're not doing your job. Right. Um, some people are making uh, analogies to being a sex worker. We're not going to get into that. Uh, Jake Steele said, "Realize you could be working at McDonald's instead, which right. is good." To your unless point, you, you're still playing notes, unless you really like hamburgers and French fries. Yeah, but not shakes because the machine is broken. Um, yeah, Travis, uh, Trav J G Peters said, "If the crowd loves him, just play him. Just play him. Does mm -hmm. crowd want to hear and enjoy it?" Larry said, "It smells, but it sells." I never heard that phrase before. That's, that's Smells, but it sells. Uh, Phil said, if the audience is having fun and then he wants to keep booking us, I'm happy. That's all you want. Get over your ego, says Zach. Uh, uh, ba, ba, ba. Kevin said, find a way to either put that personal spin on it or spam the F out of your eardrums to the point that you tricked, you're tricked into likes. NG or saying, I don't know what that means. Um, uh, yeah, Scott, you could do that too. Just kind of, and I do it a lot unintentionally, just sort of daydream. Scott said, while on autopilot, think about the food you're going to eat after the show or admire someone <laughs> dancing or walking. I do that too. I'll admire the, you know, look at the crowd. And generally I do that the whole night anyway. You know, if there is a crowd, um, you're, you're scoping out. We're watching you guys in the crowd. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Except for the drummer who's watching the band's butts. No, I typically watch the crowd, too. I try to gain a sense, too, you know, when people are dancing, like someone's cool and audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy said they have a saying in their group, sometimes you have to just smile and take the money. Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, enjoy playing music. Don't just play music you enjoy. That's a good mm -hmm. quote. Enjoy playing music. That's all. You're playing music. So what if you played that song before? A lot of times. Uh, Mark said, not an issue. If the crowd is happy, we're happy. Uh, um. 
Let's see. What did Ray say? As a front man, Ray, uh, legendary. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Legend- <laughs> the legendary Ray. Legendary. As a front man for several cover bands over the past 25 years, there will always be songs you don't like and songs you hate to perform. It's important to remember that not everyone has the same taste in music and that you have to do your best to please your audience. Tough it up. Give 100, 100% to your performance and make the audience believe that every song you play is your favorite. Make believe. Yeah, pretend. That's... Um, I mean, that kind of goes along with a lot of what you said, a lot of what we say. And what is this spam going on here? Jiminy Crickets. Did you see this come up here? No. Fuck user. How come I only see this? Nerd Halen said, what's up? What's up, Nerd Halen? Well, we did uh, These guys are great. We're going to change the topic for a second because they jumped in. They they are Van Halen tribute band. And uh, they're one of the Van Halen tribute bands that I featured when I did an article a couple of years ago when Eddie passed and these guys are fantastic. So go check them out. Thanks for popping in. Uh, Nerd Halen. Yeah. Even, yeah, this is a good point. Freddie said, even original artists hate some of their songs or don't want to play some of their songs. Hate might be a little strong. Yeah. But like you said, I think the overwhelming response is that you may not, you know, like the song, but enjoy playing music. Right. So you're still play it to the best of your ability you know still imagine that like you said if you were if you were hired to play that song you know if you were backing the artist right as a as a a hired as a hired gun you know how would you approach it and how would you play it you know right or or look for a live version that you really like and try to emulate that you know Mm. absolutely i love doing that when i'm learning songs i typically will do that i'll you know, learn the studio version and then try to find live versions as well that have a little bit of a twist on them. Yeah. Because it'll and, have a different ending or it'll have, a, you know, some kind of breakdown or something different, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Bobby said, I cry all the way to the bank. So Bobby is making a good living playing covers, apparently. Yeah. And uh, let's see. And Virginia has the philosophy of like your current band. We only play what we like and thus always play with unmatched passion. Everyone listens when it's infectious. Great yeah. point, Virginia. I love that. Uh, Darren said, make it interesting for yourself. Learn something new to throw in to amuse yourself. Believe me, I didn't want to play 20s tunes for seniors when I picked up the guitar again in 2010 after a long layoff. But after a while, I got on board as I could always put a little reference phrase or a goofy-ass seventh in somewhere. I also learned a ton about composition from some of those old tunes. There's good. That's a great tidbit to take from that. It's only as fun as you decide it's going to be. Yeah, songwriting was certainly different 100 years ago. And uh, that's really good. Yeah, you can really uh, expand your musical horizons by doing something like that. But that's what Um, I mean. What great personal growth, you know, by by doing something – you know, that you're going to be gained, you know, it's fruitful in so many different avenues. Yes. And this is definitely true. Robert David said sometimes, someday it will be the last time you ever play that song or any song. Try to remember that when you're playing and enjoy it. If you're so, you're so familiar with it, interact with the crowd more. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a, a great point to you, man. And, you know, like Donna said, fake it with a smile to make it. Absolutely. Um, 
but you've already made it if you're getting paid to play music. Sure, I agree. You know, so I mean, that's you know, enjoy that aspect of it. Be grateful. Uh, Michael thinks he's in the ever-growing minority of the people in the group, but I don't know if I agree with that. But he said, "Who believes that the crowd doesn't know what they want to hear until they hear it?" I don't. I think that's pretty, pretty common knowledge. Um, he says, my band plays a variety of familiar and un- some unfamiliar covers, but we seldom play anything that was on the band set list who played there the night before. It's presumptuous to assume that audiences leave the house in great anticipation of hearing Sweet Home Alabama interpreted by yet another bar band. <laughs> they want to see a great band. They want to see a great band. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Like, the, the you know, the thought that we've put into it, no, most people are not putting that thought into it at all. They're out there to have a good time, hang out with their friends, uh, try to pick somebody up, uh, have some drinks, whatever the occasion is. Uh, they're not thinking about your set list, <laughs> you know. They don't care. No, but the they rules just, still the rules still apply, right? It's got to be danceable. You got to have a mix up of different tempos. You know, there's certain guidelines, right? You have to abide by, but you can really play anything you want is like you said, as long as the people are receptive to it and like it and can identify with it and have a good time, then that's, you know, each gig is its own moment in time with its own energy, with its own crowd, with its own, you know, attendance, right. It's not going to be exactly the same next time aside from the band. Right. So that's what makes it unique. You know, every gig is different. Uh, appreciate them when you have great ones, you know, where the crowd's interacting and, you know, it's, it's a great gig, you know, and like you said, try to make the next one even better. Yeah. A lot of great answers here. And I'm really encouraged by the group coming up with these. Alan said, uh, just focus on the details of what you're doing. Al Mead said, I just play harder and think I'm going to play the crap, uh, play this crap. I'm going to play the shit out of it. If I'm going to play it, you know, I'm going to play shit out of it. Sure. I'm, I'm going to play it as good as I can. Larry said, I just embrace it. Um, uh, you, Steve said, you could be a bean counter. And I don't know if that's a, a profession anymore. Is that is that a job you can get, counting beans? I think so. Okay. I missed out on that opportunity. Because I'm good at counting. So, you know. It doesn't have to be anything. It could it's be handling the beans that becomes difficult sometimes. It's not really <laughs> the keeping track of them so much as it much as the handling. What Jim Norton, uh, not the comedian, said, remember that the audience is paying the bar. The bar is paying you, so it's all about the crowd, not about yeah. you. That's right. Uh, Jason took another route. He said, don't play them. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's kind of the mentality of the bands that are playing the stuff that they want to hear. So same same difference. Uh, uh, John Esposito, I love this. I enjoy watching my bandmates having fun. The song is irrelevant. So as long as you're having fun. Yeah. Um, like Mark, <clears throat> Mark suggested the cannabis route uh, to give yourself a different perspective. You know, that's one way of thinking about it, I guess. Uh Sharon said, when I see the audience loving it, then I love doing it. Steven said, it's your job. Do your job. Your job, yeah. That's right. Uh, job, Shay. Job. Yeah, you could put Antoine. Is that Antoine? Yeah. Anthony. Yeah, I don't know. 
You put something in the song that makes it different. I saw a reggae band play Poison by Belvedere DeVoe. It was actually real cool. Use, use your imagination. You would be surprised how it comes out. Hmm. Yeah, you can make turn your song into a different genre. And I love bands that do that successfully. Yeah, Those, I, I spotlighted a band a couple spotlighted a band a couple weeks ago that was, uh, and you can find this article on the Cover Band Central website, coverbandcentral.com. And uh, it's this band from UK that did a cover of uh, Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. And I don't particularly like that song. I mean, it's, I get it. It's catchy, but I don't really, that's not a song that I'm like, yeah, great. And one of the reasons is because they play it at the Atlanta Braves games. And last year, I'm a Mets fan. And last year, the Mets played the Braves a lot. And the Braves were in the playoffs. And they play it over the loudspeakers like every other batter. And the crowd goes, it's so annoying. But, but this band from the UK did a really, really very different version of it. And the singer is phenomenal. And the band is phenomenal. They're, they're top, top-notch players. Yeah. And I'm like, and they made that song better. They they did a better version of that song. So when if you could pull that off, then man, that's 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 the special stuff. Well, that's just it too. You find your genre, right? Of the things that you do well, and then you—if you stick with the the songs in that genre, you can typically make them better than, like you said, than they are, by the, you know, than they were by themselves. As Steve is <laughs> coughing up a lung over there, I went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. Okay. Good times right Good there. Time. Good times. All right. So let's go back to these people here. And let's go back to some comments. Yeah, uh, uh, Greg Smith said, if the song I'm Not Crazy About resonates with even a few in the crowd, I focus on their energy. If it doesn't, like others have said, it's a max of four minutes. I could power through it. Maybe throw in a few tasty licks or pinch harmonics to make it fun. Sure. There you go. Play it upside down. Whatever. Um, and this this is something on Bourbon Street we do a lot, hence the Bourbon Street versions. Maybe tweak a lyric to something silly. We do that, and uh, then it becomes a, a regular thing. And nobody notices, and nobody cares. Not but you great. guys know it because you're doing it, right? So that makes right. it special and different for the band. Right. Luke, who is a, a great musician in Jersey playing constantly. I don't think I've ever met Luke in person, but we've chatted. He said, honestly, I've been flexible over the years, but there are a few tunes I just refuse to play. I'll find something else that substitutes. So that's all. Played a New Year's gig with Luke one time. Did you? Yeah. How'd that go? Good. He's got a great band. I don't know. Uh, I know his bass player is this guy, Troy, who used to play with... uh, Friends, uh, of my a band that I used to play with, I used to sub with, and he was the other bass player. Um, he's a great bass player and a great voice too. Well, they used to be troublemakers, and Shuli, who I played in Weisenheimer's with, used to sing with them. Oh, okay, small world, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, Mike, uh, I always, I just always remind myself the song is no more than four minutes long. I'm getting paid to do it. 
right? A lot of people say things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim said, use those tunes as an opportunity to practice crowd work, looking around and checking in, communicating with other bandmates, et cetera. You're getting paid to do a job, not every second of, the, of every gig is gonna be fun, but you can always be taking the opportunity to hone your craft. Indeed. Yeah. People enjoy it. That's what matters, says Randall. <clears throat> uh, David said, I try to play the entire song without making a single mistake. Keeps it interesting. Uh, that's that's a good way to really kind of yeah. pull in your craft, too. Um, you play songs long enough, then you you get good at not making mistakes. Not saying that, I don't make mistakes because I don't. No, but that's also a different mindset at that time, right? When you know the song so well that you know you're not going to make a mistake, then it allows you some flexibility and some freedom to maybe stretch a little <clears throat> bit here and there, you know? Right. Uh, JT said, I wouldn't recommend drugs and alcohol to anybody, but they always worked for me. Okay. <laughs> that's a backhanded way of saying, yeah. I recommend drugs and alcohol. Uh, <clears throat> Don Walker said, I play every song as if I wrote it with energy and emotion. That's what makes people respond to it. That is true. Energy and emotion. Emotion definitely goes a long way. Yes, own it. Play it with authority. Uh, <laughs> Brad said, you remember that you have no real world skills and can't get a job paying more than minimum wage. So you have to get through this gig to collect your hundred bucks. And there you have it. True yes. motivation to fuel the passion. Jim Brown said, watching big screen TV, if there's something interesting on, that's something I definitely do, especially if there's a game on that I'm interested in, because there's TVs within my view. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a game on, I'm watching the game while I'm playing. And I'm not even, th even thinking about the song I'm playing. <clears throat> I probably shouldn't be doing that. I probably, probably shouldn't be. Or at least not blatantly doing it. Well, I, if there's a lot of people in the room, then I'll just kind of check in on it. But if there's like four or five people in the room, I'll probably be watching the game. Sorry. Sorry. It's just the truth. So you're like, don't stop believing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, will, I, will, I won't hide the fact that I'm watching the game. If something go. good happens, I'll cheer. Okay. Because other people in the room are probably watching the game too. So, so I'm, you know, I'm relating to the crowd by doing time, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, right, you can do that. Christy used to change the lyrics to, on Sharp Dressed Man to Well Hung Man, and the audience loved it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Every girl's crazy about her Well, well Hung Man. Well Hung Man, indeed. Um, Freddie doesn't like playing rap music. So. Uh, yeah, I don't play rap music usually, so I don't know. Uh, okay. What else we got? Uh, yeah, try to, Kim said, try to find something good about the music. Enjoy playing your instrument. Enjoy the crowd. So a lot of similar answers here. Uh, uh, time to take a vacation, BC and Bergen said. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, maybe it is, because I, I find that to be true, too. Even though I've played these songs, a lot of these songs, a hundred times, a thousand times, 
whatever. When I go back after an extended leave and play them again, they're brand new to me. They just always are. So I'm going back and playing tomorrow after not playing for a week and a half, two weeks. And yeah, it's all going to feel fresh. And that, that's always been the case with me and uh, with many people. I'm sure you too. And, uh, you know, so I don't complain about having to play. Uh, well, uh, again, again, I think it's different mindsets when you play multiple nights, like back to back to back to back week after week, the band becomes like a machine. You know, you play so often and so, you know, regularly that everyone gets in sync with each other. And, and there's a certain, you know, bond that develops. Right. right. And then let's say you don't play that that often, but you play two or three times a month over the course of years, you know, well, after a couple of years, the band develops that same bond, you know, if you have the same members, right. And you get that tightness just over, you know, let's just say it takes a hundred gigs to, you know, to get that right. So you can either get that in a year, you can get that in two years, three years, five years, depending how often you play. Right. But then, like you said, if you play with less frequency, then if you're only playing twice a month, then when you do get together to play, it's like fresh, you know, and what's nice is if you can have a rehearsal in between, to work on either new stuff or, or re, you know, visiting things that you haven't done in a while. Right. Type of thing. Right. That's cool. We got time for a couple more here. And like you kind of like what you just said, Byron said, you could always tweak the song and add some extra flavor. Spice, Uh, spicy, nice. Richard, this is a good way to look at it from the, from the audience's perspective basically is what he's saying. He said, I, I just keep telling myself there's someone in the crowd who likes the song. So you could really kind of put yourself in somebody else's shoes because that, you know, most of the time the people that are listening to your band or watching your band are hearing or seeing you for the first time. Yeah. And they're hearing or seeing you do that song for the first time, even though you may have done it a thousand times. And that's something I think of too, quite a bit when I'm playing in new Orleans, cause there's, you know, people that come and go and I'm playing to new people all the time. So to them, they don't know who I am. They don't care how long I've been playing. They, they don't care how many times I've played that song. They're hearing it for the first time from yeah. us, from me. So that's a really good way to look at it. That's a trick to really kind of answer this guy's question, a tick, a tip or trick. That's, that's really a one, a good one. Look at it from the, the, the audience's perspective rather than your own perspective. So I like that a lot. Um, uh, <laughs> Glenn said, we pause, look at each other, and remember why we, we've been doing this for 40 years, and then I count off Wagon Wheel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chuck, Bengals fan, said, if you're playing out publicly, you play what you think the people want to hear, not what you want to play. Usually you got to do that. Play for the people. Uh, getting paid to play. Um, uh, what else we got? Paycheck. It's about the money, some people say. Just have fun. Challenge yourself. Let go of your ego. Think about baseball. <laughs> Watch TV. Watch TV. Uh, it usually helps me like the song better if I see the crowd getting into it, said Sherry. And there you go. And that's the same for me, too. If if there's a packed audience, I don't care. If they're loving it, I love it, too. 
And, you know, sometimes what happens is like last gig we did Dirty Deeds and right into the first verse, a girl came right up to the stage and said, can I sing this? Can I sing this? And she came uh-huh. up and like, can I sing this? And it was obviously that she really wanted to sing it. She had a ton of people with her and she looked the part. Like she wasn't just karaoke. She probably could sing it, you know? So mm-hmm. the guy says, yeah, go ahead. Come on up and sing. And she cranked on it. You know, she, she killed it. And, nice. it was, and, and it got the whole place like to another level, right? Because it was already uh, high energy. And then when she got up to sing, all her friends were then all super amped up and, you know, had their can- their phones out and taking pictures. And it was just great. Everyone was singing along. You know, it was just a whole different, you know, like I said, you got to sometimes things just happen that elevate the whole, the whole moment. It's great. Right on. Yeah, we do that too. We do that too a lot in New Orleans. And it usually gets people to tip the band well too doing something like that. Uh, Chrissy said, I like to call on the people that sit at the bar and see his chair dancing. It always makes me smile. Right. The chair dancers, the ones that are really into it, but they don't feel like standing. Right. But they're grooving. But they're, they're grooving. They're rocking. Oh, yeah. uh, smile and play. Tim said, I just watched the women dancing. Um, uh, be a performer for every song, says Stephen. Good advice. Uh, Yes. Um, crowd is into it. It's not about you. Pretend you're at Madison Square Garden, said Michael St. John. That's a good one. Uh, Josie does not like singing ACDC. She thinks she's going to get ill if she sings Shook Me All Night Long one more time. Uh huh. Probably won't happen. Um, uh, uh, uh. All right. So, but, but see, that's got to be a, the the kind of perspective, right? Is that if people are gonna love "Shook Me All Night Long," they're going to love "Dirty Deeds" or they're going to love something else, right? That's a great ACDC song because if they're a fan of ACDC, they don't just like that one song. You know what I mean? It's, sure. So that so that's what why I'm now you know a proponent of saying. You can build a set list around songs that you really want to play by great bands that isn't the hit song that everyone else is playing from them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and ACDC is, is, is possible. Yeah, ACDC is a good example. There's a lot of songs there that are deeper dives that are still. Oh, tons. Yeah. Zeppelin, Zeppelin too. Zeppelin has a Zeppelin. ton, a ton of, of, you know, other songs than rock and roll, you know? Depending yes. how ambitious of an undertaking you, you want to do, you know, there's a lot to choose from tons. Right. William Durr said, it's all about the notes. I can gel with any note or chord, regardless of song it's in. It's kind of like what I was saying. Yep. You're playing your instrument anyway. You're playing notes anyway. What what difference does it make? Exactly. And Shannon said, take one for the team. Just hone your craft. You know, when you look at it, as you're going through the, the, the song, think about the dynamics, go back to basics, right? Like, you know, or are you playing your instrument, the basic, you know, step one, two, three, four, like, you know, just your, your, your root things that you need to do, you yes. know, just, just, just for a song, you know, you can concentrate on so many different things other than just being distracted and like counting the time to get through to the end. You know, there's, you could, 
you're going to exist in that amount of time, right? Do you want to waste it or do you want it to get some something of value from it, right? right? The more value you can extract from every moment of time, every experience that you have, that that's what it's all about. Yes. Work on your craft, get better at your job, at, at your craft, find something new about it. Find, always try to find something that you love about it. And uh, that will carry you through any song, no matter how many times you play it. Um, so well said, Tony. Great topic. Um, and yeah, I, I, uh, I love all the Cover Band Central group members chiming in on that and the answers that they gave. I love all you guys. Thank you so much for participating. If you're not part of the group, go to Facebook and go uh, search groups, Cover Band Central. Come on in and join the group. Very lively discussions there. It is the most active group for musicians on Facebook. And, uh, of course, go like the page. And you can also join the website, coverbandcentral.com. Sign up for a free profile for you, your band, or both. And even if you're just in the industry, go ahead and sign up there. Or, or if you're just a music fan, go ahead and sign up there because it's it's where all the cover band stuff lives. And check cool, out our cool cats hang, Stevie. That's what the cool kids are doing. Yeah. Check out our uh, YouTube channel too. The link is in the description. And make sure you subscribe subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where uh, you'll get notified when we go live and you'll check out all the other stuff that's there. And also visit our sponsor. The link is in the description. Banzoogle, go ahead and sign up for a free 30-day trial using the promo code COVERBANDCENTRAL. Um, good stuff. It's great to be back. Thank you guys for back. watching and tuning in. Make sure you share this. And uh, uh, as soon as I can find the outro, we'll see you next time. Have a great week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.